ball. Basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. Just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home. My favorite play is the alley oop. I like the pick and roll. I like the give and go. Cause it's basketball. Or Mr. Kirch's All right, welcome back. Today marks the funeral of March. It is officially the end of March. It is now April 1st. Not the April 1st that the idiots put on their calendars. But just like I have red hair, so I'm Irish. And at every Irish funeral, they play this song. And I just want to commemorate the season with this song really quick. The national championship, Kansas Jayhawks come back from the biggest deficit of all time, 15 points at half, and they beat the North Carolina Tar Heels. I mean, I said this to you guys. I want to re-say it. Just the heart from this fucking UNC team was unbelievable. They got battered and bruised and just knocked down, and they just kept getting up, and I couldn't believe they lost just because of how much heart they played with. You don't see that in the NBA. I mean, the last time you saw that much heart was Jimmy Butler when he literally carried that entire E team in the bubble. And he was literally on his deathbed. But these guys, holy sh- I mean, Manic gets whacked in the face twice. You got uh, Puff on the ground literally puking. Like, these guys are just getting destroyed. Oh, Caleb Love rolled his ankle, stayed in the game. I mean, then Hubert Davis is just electricity. I – I don't know. I feel like I'll always remember this UNC team just because of how much fucking heart they had. But congratulations to the Kansas Jayhawks. Hell of a season. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll talk about Kansas, uh, but I don't care if you're a Kansas fan, if you love Kansas with everything, you're anything, but you can't take anything away from North Carolina. Like, obviously, they blew that big lead, but to, bat, to, to blow a 15-point lead and, st- and then – be down six where you easily could just fold any team and a lot of teams in the country would just fold in that situation but no they get down six after being up 15 and a half battling all the way back taking the lead with a minute left and I mean like you said the only guy I feel like that didn't get some kind that was walked away with this game healthy was RJ Davis I mean obviously Caleb Love or not Caleb Love Leaky Black maybe too but he is he didn't really play much because of fouls and stuff, it seemed like. But, yeah, R.J. Davis was, like, the only guy that came away with this game healthy. Baycott ended up getting hurt again, and that's the reason they lost because they went right to McCormick two times in a row when Baycott was out. And then, obviously, Caleb Love rolls his ankle, so he's playing injured. Um, Puff Johnson, like you said, puked. Uh, Manic gets hit in the face twice. I mean, it was just nothing could go right for Carolina, and it seemed like everything went right all season – all uh, um, March and I mean it just came to an end but you can't take anything away they they battled like no other team ever would and Kansas too being down 15 to step it up on defense and play good both teams played unbelievable coin one second not, I I say, 
I don't want to say played unbelievable. They both had one half of good basketball. I say they played like shit. They both fought like no, no other teams in the country I think could have. Or yeah, I'll just wait till we start talking about Kansas. But Luke, North Carolina. I mean uh, Logan, North Carolina. I'm just gonna. I just. I just want to give him fucking like props, dude. That was the whole game was just like it shows what it takes to win it all because those teams fucking went at it. And I mean, one more thing. For North Carolina to lose by Kentucky beat them by 30. The Pitt beat them at North Carolina. Um, Miami beat them by 30. Duke beat them by 20. Wake Forest beat them by 30. Like, there, there's no reason they should even be in the tournament, people are saying. Like, for them to just – like, they, they could have just been like, we suck, our season's over. And, I mean, to keep battling like they did, I mean, there's – I don't know a team that could have – any other team that could have done this. Then to talk about Kansas, what have we been preaching all year? I mean, the reason why we just, like, we're obsessed with LSU. I mean, I mean, even for me with Texas Tech, when your team is down, we've been preaching it. Like, I swear, every single week of this podcast is you get stops, and that's what Kansas did, and they ran in transition. And that's how you get over a 15-point deficit. And Bill Self, I like how in the locker room, he's just like, I really didn't tell him anything. He's like, would you rather be down 15 with 20 minutes to go or down nine with two minutes to go, like when he won with uh, Mario Chalmers? They're like, oh, we'll take the 15. And they <laughs> they took care of it quick. Like, I swear, it was like before he could even blink, after halftime, the game was tied, and then Kansas just didn't look back. Yeah, I know. No, they played – it was – that second half was one of the best halves of basketball. I mean, and people, everyone's going to say, oh, they just started running and North Carolina couldn't keep up. No, you can't run if you can't get stops and you can't run if you can't get turnovers. That's what they did. They turned them over that second half and that's why they run. They played really good defense of Baji, who was probably their worst defender, just stepped up big. T- I mean, not saying he's a bad defender, but he was great on defense. Christian Braun was all over the place on the boards and defensively. I mean, McCormick was just McCormick, like his tournament. I mean, they, they just played really well. You can't – Remy Martin was playing good defense. It was just everyone because that they knew that's the only way. When you're down 15 at half, the only way you can come back is get – like you can't just try to outscore them. You're already down 15, so you got to get stops, which they did. They ran, and it was just over. It felt like both teams had – like North Carolina felt like it was over at half, and then when Kansas got up six, it felt like it was over for them. But then North Carolina, they both just – Kept fighting. It was it was awesome. Well, yeah, because when when Kansas is playing their best basketball, we saw it against Miami too. Because like they're down, obviously they're not playing good, and the other team's just getting buckets on them. But then, as soon as they start running, which comes from defense, like we were talking about last night, Luke, like the only way to run is if you're going to play defense. Yeah. So right when they start doing that, it's you can't run with Kansas. It's hard to do. And then that right when that happened, it was like okay, this game is completely changed, and it's Kansas is in favor now. Well, and, uh, shout out North Carolina. They went six and zero in the tournament, covering the spread. Uh, cha-ching! But <laughs> uh, I mean, sticking with the tournament though, Kansas. They took down Texas State, then they took down Creighton, and then Providence, and then Miami, and then Villanova, the greatest team in the tournament, and then they beat UNC. So I mean, they're like when we were looking at this side of the bracket, we like almost thought it was Iowa's. Like at the beginning of the like when we made our prediction. And Kansas, they didn't really have to go through any juggernauts, but I mean, they played like the hottest teams in the tournament still. So I mean, I, I, at least their three last games: Miami, Villanova, and UNC. Yeah, because I mean, like every team's hot at that point. But 
Yeah, right, yeah, no. I guess, I guess. Oh, no, they definitely had, probably, they probably had one of the easiest, not taking anything away from them. They still won the games. They probably did have one of the easiest roads to a championship, but it doesn't, can't take that away. They still won it. So it doesn't matter. And oh, what I forgot to say about Baycott, you could tell he was uh, running down the court like right away. Couldn't he wasn't even, even running. Like, and for him to play through that, I just forgot to say that. For him to play through that and play as good as he did was incredible. But uh, you know yeah, how you know, I brought up uh, the talent thing, like when we were doing our predictions. I'm like, I like I was saying, like you would say Kentucky's more talented. I mean, Kansas is more talented, but like you can't even tell right now just because of how good UNC's playing. It almost yeah. seemed like. In the second half, no matter what UNC did, Kansas was just better. Like, I, like you yeah. said, Ajbaji earlier, stepping up playing defense. He was getting chased down blocks and shit, and like I, just everybody, it it was unreal. Yeah, the one thing I wanted to add to, like, you look, you were talking about it because I know people are gonna probably say like Kansas had the easiest road, but when it comes to March, it's like you don't pick who you play. Like, obviously, whoever you oh, play, yeah, yeah. clearly the other teams weren't good enough to win their games. Like. Like Villanova could have played Tennessee, but Tennessee just choked. Like no, but like I will say, their um region was by far the weakest region. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because like, they had the worst. They had the worst uh two, two seed, and three, probably the worst three seed, the worst four seed, and then Iowa's probably hottest five. But other than that, like yeah, it was probably the worst region. But that doesn't they, they don't pick where they play. They don't pick exactly because like none of this is like uh, you're not just given like the easiest road. I love, like, I love the narrative that they this whole team was on the team when in when they got canceled and they were number one overall seed this whole time yeah they all played except for remy martin they all got minutes in those games like this is that team they just lost some guys and i don't know if you saw after the game uh bill self he went and gave his 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 hat champion hat to to dotson after the game see that's awesome yeah he went i love that in the crowd or something and gave him the hat because, I mean, that that was the team. That was the best Kansas team they've had in a very long time. No, we looked at it, Luke. That team was fucking loaded. And like, yeah. you think this Kansas team was good? That team was way better, better than this team. Because they had the – you add – you take this team, obviously everyone's younger, but then you add Dotson, player of the year, and Azabuki. Who's better I mean, than Martin. And then you and add – Dotson easily could have stayed – I mean, he was he's only a sophomore. He was the same age as a lot of these guys, but he left. Mm-hmm. I did see one take. Some guy said he's like, obviously Kansas played unbelievable against Villanova and beat them. But if it obviously that's probably there's a reason North Carolina had a bad half and there's a reason uh, Kansas had a bad half is because they how they play against each other. But like, the guys like if Villanova plays these guys on this night, they're gonna beat both of them. But you can't. It's hard to say that obviously because there's a reason they didn't play good is because the other team, but like, I see where he meant what he meant. Cause Bill was not going to play bad necessarily. I, I hey, yeah, well, when you shout out, they David didn't really McCormick play though. They didn't I play was, that. No, at all. they just lost one of their best players. Like, and Kansas, it's such a, it's such a bad time. To lose. 80% from the field in the first half. <laughs> yeah. Which like you, you lose like one of your best players. It affects everything you do. Not just like, not even just losing scoring, just like all offensive, like how you move the ball, how you, Run play at certain times, run plays defensively. Obviously, guards the best player. Yeah, no, when I saw it, I was like, I, I can see that. Like, I can see Villanova beating either of these teams healthy. Yeah, well, any team has a power play like 35 minutes a game. What Justin Moore had to play like 35 minutes a game, he was 35, 40 minutes. But look, I could also say, like, I could see like 
Gonzaga or something beating some of these teams too. Yeah, but they lost since Sweet 16, so. Yeah, I'm just saying. Or I can see, like, Houston beating some of these teams. Yeah. No, shout out David McCormick, though. Like, all year I've been – it's been like a roller coaster for him. I mean, it's either he's in foul trouble and he's not in the game or he's just in the game and he's taking way too many shots. But this tournament, oh, my God. Like, he's just – it's just fucking barbecued chicken alert every time he got the ball down there. Well, Baycott played really good on him when he was yeah, in. Yeah, for sure. But – Obviously, he wasn't in all the time, and which sucks, but because he was how his injuries and shit. But one Caleb Love, if anyone says one thing bad about, obviously he had a terrible shooting night. But who else on the team do you want to shoot really? Because you don't. Manic is only a guy that can is just going to catch and shoot. R.J. Davis is the other guy, obviously. Baycott down low, but I mean he's hurt. Leaky Black's not going to be a shooter. Puff Johnson barely plays. So, I mean, yeah, Caleb Love shot five of 24, but who else do you want to shoot? Like, that's who he is. That's what he's going to do. And they're, they're not there without him. So, if people start talking shit about him, it's like, shut the fuck up because he's <laughs> literally the reason they're here. And he's the guy you want the ball in his hands. Same as R.J. Davis. He didn't have a good shooting night either, but that's who you want shooting the ball. Then uh, the last thing I'll talk about with the game is the one shining moment. It's never disappointed and never will. We watch it twice in a row. I watched it again since. And it's like the most depressing and happy video ever. I mean, obviously you're seeing people cry, but then you also see three different highlights of Doug Etter just lighting it up from deep. Um, but yeah, the one shining moment that it, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we've been that's that's been our thing all all year. So I mean, if you listen to that end of the episode. Oh, what's but, the uh, guy who sings that's name? I don't know. <laughs> God, I got to figure that out right now. But I got two more things. Um, I think it was – I listened to Tyson Tate about that, and they said um, they're like can, – like North Carolina and Kansas are like kind of like – They're brothers. Friends, but, yeah, because Dean Smith played at Kansas, and then obviously Roy Williams was there before. So, like – and they're kind of in the same boat where Duke's just – kind of duke but like north Carolina, kansas is kind of right there too it's just weird they're kind of the same teams and they're there all the time but and one last thing i wanted to say was i think gonzaga in the next couple of years will win because how many think about how many coaches have been like everyone's like oh they can't win the big one because i have a list like where the people have said that it's like dean smith people are saying that roy williams when he was at kansas Calipari, Coach K, because he got smoked a couple finals and final fours. Tony Bennett, when he lost first round. Jay Wright, they were saying it about. Bill Self, too, after obviously he won one, but they were saying, oh, that's all he's got. So I, I, this could be a hot take. I do think Mark Few, they're gonna, Gonzaga's going to win when you least expect it. Well, I think Hubert Davis will also win one because we were talking about this yesterday. A lot of people, a lot of people in the media shit on coaches for like ripping on their players and everything. But if you ask any of those players, they'll go and fucking die for their coach. And you saw that today with Hubert Davis. I mean, or last night with Hubert Davis, Hubert Davis was, I mean, he was a feisty motherfucker all tournament. And I'm sure shit, I guarantee he's ripping apart his players all the time, but look what they fucking did on the championship game. Like all of them, no matter what happened to them, they played through it. And like, I guarantee they do anything for Hubert. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna, it's just gonna depend on how he can recruit because obviously this is right. Roy Williams' team, but 
they might all come back next year and they'll be right there again. So if I was like, really- and I went for a visit and they put me in that uh, photo shoot and that baby blue sign me up. <laughs> and they put all the fucking J's in the background. So you have like all of Jordan's shoes, but Luke, we saw it. Um, North Carolina like doesn't have like any of the top guys coming in, but they never do. No. Well, usually they get like UNC really. No, the UNC teams that won were four-year guy, three, four-year guys. Mm-hmm. When they started to lose at the end of Roy Williams' careers was like when they had Nasir Little and like Cole Anthony, those one done guys. They're not, that's not who they are. No, They're Nasir not, Little's not. team was good, Luke. That was yeah, with Kobe. That was Kobe White, wasn't it? That was Kobe White. Okay, and then they, they had like, experience. Then the next year guys. was Cole Anthony's team. It's like those guys, they were good, but North Carolina is one in the past off guys that stay. And transfers, because yeah. what's his name? Um, not I almost said Puff. Puff's brother can't even think of it. Keldon. He was a he was a transfer. Was it? yeah. So, I mean, but like yeah, he yeah. And then you think about all those other guys, like Joel Berry was a McDonald's All American. He stayed four years. Mm-hmm. Like those, those, that's what they've been doing. Like when Hansborough and them would win, they were there for like how many years? Like that's just what North Carolina has been. That's what they built it off of, getting really good players and keeping them. I wish more teams would do that. Everybody fucking leaves too early. No, I know. Duke. Oh, Duke's fucking known for it. And, and Kentucky. Like North can definitely get this whole entire team coming back next year. Oh, they will. I think they will. I think so, too. I don't know why anybody would leave besides RJ, because he'd be. I, no, no, Art, he won't. It would be Baycat, Baycat, I think, if anybody left. No, I'm saying RJ. No, it's Leaky Black. He's the oh, Leaky. Yeah, but he could. Yeah, he could come back for another year. But I don't know. But then Puff could come in, and Puff's good defender too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll, 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 if they can get them all back, they'll be good. But anyway, to recap our season, we're going to give you our favorite players, like in a lineup, and then we're going to give you the ones we fucking hate the most in a lineup. And I'll start off oh, with fuck. mine. <laughs> I'll start off. I've had coined into a hate list, but anyway. The all-Joey team of the year at point guard, Tyler Kolick. This should be no surprise. I, for some reason, I just fucking love this kid. Marquette point guard um, does absolutely nothing but other than bring the ball up, pass the ball very fucking well, and he's just a fundamental genius, and that's who I want running my point guard. No, it's fair. Am I, are you doing your whole team? or? Yeah, I'll just go through my whole or team. Or should we just go by position? No, never mind. Yeah, you do, you do yours, and then – I totally don't have one ready. I mean, here, we all we were all cool at guys though. Pretty much, you yeah. were obviously the biggest stand for it. So he's I wasn't huge on anyway. it, but I loved him. Yeah. Then uh, at shooting guard, Katie Johnson. I had the most fun watching him than probably any other player in basketball. Just junkyard dog. If you look it up in the dictionary, it says Katie Johnson. Uh, at small forward, I'm running a little big here. I'm doing Keegan Murray. Obviously, Iowa guy, carried our season, love him. Power forward, Brady Manick, Ginger Nation. Um, obviously, might have some recency bias, but you can't help but just love the guy when he plays. Then at center, uh, had to have a Kentucky guy in here, Oscar Sheboy. Um, another guy who like, kind of just carried the season for me, um, player of the year. But uh, honorable mentions, Jalen Williams from Arkansas, Keelan Grady, RJ Cole, uh, Bryson Williams, David Roddy, and then Flipper Bracha for like ruining Bino's life. 
and uh, the whole entire Kentucky roster minus Ty Ty. Oh, and then at coach, I had a three-man crew. I had Bruce Pearl, Moss Bus, and Dan Hurley. So I didn't do a coach, but if I had to pick, obviously it'd be Jay Wright because I fucking love that guy <laughs> more than Moss Bus. But um, my my point guard, obviously Con Gillespie, no surprise there. I've been riding him all fucking year. Um, two could be a little recency bias, but Caleb Love. I mean, I fell in love with him in the tournament. Mostly, oh, Luke, it like for people who are listening who haven't seen Luke watch <laughs> Caleb Love, he's in love with Caleb Love. Exactly, and then the three. I'm gonna go a little small. I'm going out there. I mean, I've been free throws. Give me him. I mean, I'm gonna have the best free throw shooting team in the country right here. <laughs> Gillespie's a 92. Caleb Love's 86. Durham's probably a 99. Uh, it seems like. Um, four, obviously Jabari Smith, no surprise there. That was my favorite guy on Auburn. It was probably other than Iowa favorite team all year. And then Jalen Williams at the five, um, just, I mean, I loved him all year too. I thought he was so underrated going into the year. So, and then honorable mentions, I have, uh, Taryn Armstrong, Cal Baptist. I didn't really say much about him all year, but at the beginning of the year I was on Irison Molinar. I mean, you guys all know, I know who that is. He has no idea who that is. <laughs> Um, he has no idea. I I didn't go uh, Iowa guys, but I'm going Keegan Murray just as an honorable mention because I did just to disclude them from my top five. And then I did J-Bo just because, I mean, whether you like him or hate him, he's been at Iowa for how many years? And, I mean, he gave us everything. So, I don't care. If you're an Iowa fan, you don't like J-Bo or don't respect what he did, then you're probably not a real fan. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of threw this together just like right now, <laughs> but I think it is perfect. Uh, my, wait, are we going by like favorite players? Yeah, I just, yeah, you guys. Okay. Yeah. Well then this, 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 this works. This works. I might be forgetting someone in here though. Cause I threw this guy quick, but at point guard, I have Gillespie too. Cause love him. But second, I have, uh, my shooting guard, I have Jaden Ivy. I know, but he's kind of, yeah, Jaden Ivy. I have Jaden Ivy. And then I have Jabari Smith. Apollo, no, Londis Williams, huh? See, dude, I knew I was gonna forget somebody. Holy I shit! What a Wake Forest fan we have. Someone's too focused on fucking Duke. Well, I didn't have any Iowa. Yeah, yeah but you at least brought him up. Yeah, in my honorable mention. Am I yeah, done but... yet? No, Cohen, you just you just reacted like that because you knew you were forgetting. Yeah, I did. You want to hear my fucking players or whatever? Then honorable, <laughs> honorable mentions. I have Teddy Allen, not Timmy. Teddy. I have Doug Edert, um, you know, the cop. <laughs> um, I got Alondis Williams in there. I have Laravia in there, also from Wake Forest. Um, I'm just going to go another – who's another few names? Um, I want to put Ty Ty in there. <laughs> I'm going to put Severe life. Wheeler. <laughs> um, I'm going to put – I'm going to put Toshibwe. That's your whole then, shit list you're saying right now. Oh, fuck. <laughs> well, my coach, I'd probably take um, – I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take fucking. Wait, wait. I'm deciding between two of them. Hang on. He's probably googling Wake Forest's coach right now. No, I already know what his name is. But hang on. <sighs> Fuck. I'm. A, I'm gonna go with um, Coach K. Coach K. So you want to lose? You want to? No, choke. it was his last year. I want him. I want him. All right. Well, here's my all hate team. See if I can make it through this without saying that word. Um, all time hate team or all hate team 2022. Uh, at coach, 
Mike Woodson and sister Jean are being my coaches. Uh, sister Jean's a bum, most overrated person ever. Uh, point guard, Javon Quinterly, may I say less scumbag. Look that up in the dictionary, Javon Quinterly. Uh, at shooting guard, I'm run, I, I'm not even going to go in order here because I don't even know what these guys play. I mean, they could kind of play like two through three. But uh, Gabe Kalisher, you suck so bad. Like, you have these games where you drop 20 and then you drop three the next day. It's amazing how bad you are. Um, Drew Peterson, you should stick to the frat stuff. Um, then Brad Davidson – that's just an obvious, like, just piece of shit guy who belongs on this list. And then, of no surprise, John Fulkerson, you're the whole reason why I had to turn on Tennessee this year. And thank God you guys didn't do anything with it because you're, you fucking suck. Then there's my first F bomb. So there you go. Honorable mentions Kofi Coburn because he has no depth perception and I think he sucks at basketball. Then I have the entire Texas roster other than Timmy Allen. You overrated fucks. Then, Love Teddy Allen. And then I have Wendell Green with a game on the line. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. I don't even have that many. I'm not big of a hate guy like Joey is. I, well, the people I hate, I have a really coming for them, and I feel like I should stand up for the nation for these pieces I, of shit. I agree. Uh, mine – I don't even know about the coaches. I didn't even think of coaches for this, but Javon Quinterly is obviously the point guard. He's not even need to explain. I got Brad at the two. I mean, Jabo has got him by the fucking balls for the rest of his entire life. Um, Koontz from fucking Iowa State. God, I just don't like. His, I don't like his face. Yeah, I don't like his piece of shit. I totally agree with you know that. how he plays. Um, Hunter Dickinson. I Give like the thing is I left. didn't even watch Michigan all year because they were that bad until the end of the year. So like Hunter Dickinson just never went through my brain. So he's at the five, but the the four is the team captain, and it's Colin Castleton. Mm-hmm. He's just thank up. you. I don't even know how to explain him really. Faggot. That's how. Yeah, I mean, oh, well, we can't say that, Coin. I know. I'm sorry, look guys. At, look at his <laughs> face. <laughs> Punchable face. How a lot of these guys have a punchable face. Drew Peterson. Uh, I've been talking about dictionaries all episode, but you look up punchable face. It's Drew Peterson's <laughs> fucking face. He's a piece uh, of shit. Like, I feel like he should be forced to work on a computer the rest of his life because he shouldn't be able to show his face to the world. Douchebag, scumbag, any other bag, that's fucking him. Uh, my honorable mentions, Kihei Clark. He doesn't deserve to be on a basketball court. Oh, Kia Clark, he'll be my sixth man to back up Tyler Kolick. <laughs> um, and then Gabe Kalsher. I enjoy already said it. I <clears throat> if you ever bet on Iowa State and you lost, he's probably the reason why. I guarantee Gabe Kalsher, when he like graduates or whatever, is gonna be scraping barnacles off the bottom of a boat. That's fair. Seems like he'd be good at that. My team's very awesome. Okay. Here's my team. I have Severe at the one, Severe Wheeler. I have Ty Ty at the two. Um, I, I have Jelly JQ at the three, running a little small. And then I have Colin Castleton at the four, MVP, team MVP. Well and then I have Oscar Deshibwe, the most overrated player of the year ever, at the five. And then I have one honorable mention, or it could be my sixth man. It's just Iowa State fans. <laughs> it's not the players it's the fans 
And then my coach is Calipari because he is good at making players go to the NBA but not win games. So that's what I like about him. Yeah. Just don't pick him to win your bracket, or it might not end out like, you know, might not work. Yeah, probably not. But anyway, coin, I don't know when we're going to see you again, but I'm kind of relieved, kind of sad at the same time. But yeah, uh, all the coin fans out there, he'll be back. We just don't know when. But thank you, see you they for are- is, It was a great year. Any Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me, guys. No, I needed the other year. I mean, if you think I was going to argue with your brother, that wouldn't fucking go over well. So there we go. <laughs> oh, I got him. I fucking owned um, him. They... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not a chance. Uh, do you see the odds already out for next year? Houston. <laughs> uh, isn't Arkansas ranked one? Them and Duke are both plus 900. Wow. Never oinking a lot next year. I'm all Houston right now. First, that's my pick right now. Houston's gonna be really fucking good. I'm taking Houston as of now. Um, Joe, pick a team. I can't right now. Don't take Kentucky. I mean, everything will change. You gotta wait till you get transferred. There's so many guys that have to transfer yet. I know that's the thing. I just want to like take a wild guess right now. So many know? guys got a Houston. Do a bunch of other shit. Uh, my but... team's gonna be the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Well, we just lost everyone. So, <laughs> Alondez Williams left. Ravia left. Our coach will probably fucking leave. Oh, and one more thing: there's 32 teams on this list, and the highest is plus six sixty six hundred. So, I don't see eight thousand plus eight thousand on there. What is who are you pointing to there? Oh, like, what, what does that mean? Yeah, what? What are you there's getting no at there? 8, I don't understand. What do you mean? I don't get the joke. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Well, anyway, I wonder who that would be plus 8,000. I can actually tell you if I pull it up, Logan. Look, me and Logan looked at this yesterday. Um, it's fucking hilarious. 8,000. So if you want to bet on an 8,000 uh, money lo- or future, you can go Xavier, Texas AM, San Diego State, Ohio State, or Michigan State. Is Kansas in there? The top 10 ranked team? Uh, Kansas is plus 1,200. Oh, I can I can give you the twelfth team though. One, two, three, four, five, six. Michigan or Baylor. Baylor, Michigan Hardly or Baylor would, would be the top ten, or that would be the a top. T- those are the twelfth like teams. So like top ten would be like Texas or Arizona. Very good shot of winning. Yeah, well Baylor's gonna have the best point guard next year, so. He looks just like Sasser, too, Luke. Does he wear nerd socks? I think so. No, no, he wears the calf sleeve. Well, um, then he doesn't Keontae look like George? Sasser. Yeah. Sasser oh, will be the best I, point guard. Yeah, he probably will. That, Sasser's going to be – Sasser's back. Which, which I'm fine with. What about Andre Corbello? Oh, yeah, yeah, shit. Maybe him. Wherever he goes. Well, anyway, that wraps up the college basketball season a lot of you might be wondering what are you guys going to do now that basketball is over so what we're going to do obviously we're going to go over all the off-season shit going on and then we're going to talk about baseball so i mean we're going to have a lot of people on for that i know there's a lot of diehard baseball fans out there you are welcome on at any time get barbs on here 
Definitely. But anyway, we'll might have some emergency uh, college basketball uh, episodes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, shit goes down. Once the transfer shit like starts to get going yeah. here, well, because it's got to happen quick because you got to get to your. It's going to be coming soon. Yeah. Like a month or two, they'll know. Yeah, they'll know before the summer's over. So. But stay tuned. Me and Luke are about to take a short pause here and then come back. And we're going to go over our MLB, like predictions, all that shit, break down some teams. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. One sec. All right. Welcome to the locker room guys, baseball edition. Haven't done this before. I don't think, I mean, we've done predictions before, which I was right. Shea Otani MVP, but let me not toot my own horn here. Um, As we go on through this year, I got this, I got the world series, right? I think that's maybe more impressive. India? I had Braves twins, Braves winning it. Okay. All right. But anyway, so throughout the year, we're going to have a bunch of baseball fans on and they're going to ruin me in baseball because I'm not the biggest baseball guy, but I'm going to try my hardest. I mean, I'm with you. I'm not like super expert on it, but but I'm going balls deep this year. I have no other option. I can hold my own, but it's not going to be, it's not our specialty. By any means. Well, we'll keep you updated throughout the year. Just tune into the locker room, guys. We'll tell you what you need to know instead of what them ESPN fucking idiots think you need to know. But anyway, let's start off with our World Series predictions. Let's just get right into it. So I'm just going to take the two teams that I'm going to be rooting for a lot since the Cubs are probably going to suck. I'm going to take the Blue Jays and the Phillies in the World Series, and it's going to be an electric playoffs. You, I was going to take the Blue Jays uh, too in mine. But since I said it, it's got to be wrong. Uh, no, I'm just saying that's that's funny how because I didn't I thought that was like an outlier. They're like the third, I think, team to. Yeah, I know, make, I know. I just like they're just kind of young and new and stuff. So. No, but, but yeah, can you imagine that World Series though? It would be. The series in Philly and in Toronto. Those are two crazy sports cities. And it I don't know. Just talk about dingers galore. Oh, my God. It'd be nuts. The thing with the Phillies is they have no pitching. Yeah, they I have know. No, but no pitching. If they get aggressive, though, before the trade deadline. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's going to be tough considering they got to – they're not going to win their division. I don't – because they got the Braves, but – no, I like that because I like Phillies. They're exciting. They can hit the shit out of the ball. But mine was Blue Jays, Dodgers. I mean, it's Dodgers. I'm just going to go with No, them. yeah, I was going to say that too. The Dodgers <laughs> in every bit of the game, they're just nuts. Like, I was, like, just going through their lineup, their uh, rotation. It's just fucking stupid. It's not fair. Yeah, I think it's going to be them or the Braves. I, Braves, I think, got even better, so. Well, I yeah, and that. you talk about the Dodgers too. Like, their their experience alone in their playoffs is just re- – in the playoffs is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean – they should win their division with a landslide. And I think other than that, I think I think really the only other team is the Braves because they literally got better once they get Acuna back. And Matt Olson's better than Freeman at this point in their careers right now. So, yeah, but I'm going to go Dodgers. Uh, no, you know what? No, I'm going Blue Jays, Braves. Fuck it. I don't, I don't want to root for the like Dodgers again because they get there every single year. But, yeah, I'm going Blue Jays, Braves. Blue Jays beat them. Land of the free and home of the Braves, but let's go to MVP. I mean, I don't know how chalk this is. I didn't really look, but I'm taking Vlad Jr. I think 
the internet's going to love him. Everybody's just going to love him. If he just starts hitting nukes, it's over. Then uh, Juan Soto, best batter in baseball. Am I wrong? Yeah, I was doing Soto. I love Soto. He's my favorite player right now, too, anyways. So, uh, yeah, I like Soto because he's going to maybe hit almost 350. I can see, honestly, <laughs> that he's that good of a hitter. And, yeah, no, I like Soto. And then I was going to go – I'm going Buxton just because, I mean, he he's he gets – he's gotten Buxton's gotten better every single year he's been in the league. And last year he was, a, he was in the MVP race really early, obviously. Then he got hurt. But – I mean, if he just improves even more, hitting-wise a little bit more, and then he's obviously going to be a gold glover and then with stolen bases and shit. So I'm going I'm going to go Soto. Or not Soto, uh, Soto and Buxton. Then on Cy Young, this is all we're going to do for awards, but I'm taking Zach Wheeler from the Phillies just because I'm riding with the Phillies. And then uh, – See, I was looking at the Cy Young. I was just see like how off or on I'd be, but uh, I like I just love this White Sox team, and I've heard nothing but great things about Giolito, and I'm just gonna take Giolito. Yeah, except I mean, if he ever pitches against the Twins, he's gonna get shelled. <laughs> no, that's another thing where I was thinking is like they're. I feel like they're easily gonna win their fucking division. I think they're gonna get a lot of wins yeah. from them too. So I like Giolito. Yeah, I'm going to go um, Shane Bieber in the AL. I think he's just he's the best – one of the best pitchers in the game. They're probably not going to win a lot, but I don't think it matters because he's going to mow down every one he faces. And then I'm going Walker Buehler in the NL. Just This is his time. He's been in the conversation the last how many years. I think now he takes that step up, and, yeah, I love Walker Buehler. So, I mean, moving on from that, just one thing that just jumped out of me, the AL East is just fucking stacked. Other than the Orioles being like the worst team in baseball, like you have the Yankees, Red Sox, Rays, Blue Jays. They're all like super solid. I mean, do we just want to go over some of them teams quick? Yeah, sure. All right. I mean, starting off with the Red Sox, they, it's so like, I was just going through it. They like lose some pitching, but then they sign on a bunch of like just old heads. They signed on Rich Hill, James Paxton, who's just coming off Tommy John, I believe. And then Michael Waka. And, but I mean, their lineup, though, one of the best in baseball, Devers, Bogarts, Martinez, Trevor Story. Luke said this. I don't know if he said it on the pod, but or, no, when we were doing our fantasy baseball exactly. draft, probably going to easily lead the league in doubles. And then uh, my boy Verdugo. But um, I mean, I've always just loved the Red Sox because Big Poppy is my favorite baseball player of all time. But I mean, I'd love to see these guys do good. But, uh, yeah, like you said, with the pitching, even Chris Sale, I don't know when he's supposed to come back, but I know he's, like, banged up right now. Yeah, they'll be good, but I honestly think they finished fourth. Maybe yeah, it's fourth. a tough division. Because I don't think they got the pitching or anything really to compete with, like the Blue Jays and the Yankees, and then the Rays, too, are always good. No matter what they have, they always pump out some kind of talent. But, yeah, they'll be, they'll, they might, like, set a record for doubles with this team because they just got so many – they got good right like righties that can just bang off that wall. So, I mean, they'll be solid. It's the pitching, obviously, that is going to be a struggle. But what I think uh, is impressive is that Rich Hill is 42 years old, and all he's been able to do is throw a fucking curveball, and he's still in the game. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> it's insane. But then moving on from them, fuck. Let me go. I'm on my notes here. Uh, the Yankees go to them so 
they just signed Josh Donaldson, but otherwise they got Judge, Rizzo, Gallo, LeMahieu, and the bullpen, Garrett Cole. Probably, I think he's got to be the favorite to win Cy Young in the AL. Yes. But, um, yeah, and then Severino, but I don't know. The Yankees, I've never had faith in them, like, my whole life just because they haven't been good as long as I've watched baseball. Like, not how Yankee baseball should be, especially with the fucking checks they're signing. But, um, I mean, I don't really have high expectations for them, but they obviously have just fucking studs on their team. I mean, until the Yankees get guys that can actually hit for good averages, I don't like them at all. Like, consistently. Like, part of the game – like, all these guys are going to be 260 – maybe 270 at the max, like their best hitter is going to be hit like 270. Otherwise they're going to be like in the 250 ranges. That's why I just don't like, they just got too many power guys, obviously power, power. But I mean, if you, I think baseball, you got to have guys that can get on base and they don't have that. I don't like the Yankees, but they're still going to be the Yankees and probably finish second in this division. But they, I mean, they got Donaldson, they got rid of, we gave him Donaldson and we got uh, Urshela and Sanchez, but it's not like they use them anyways. I don't know. I'm uh, never going to be leaving the say, Did you say Sanchez? Gary Sanchez. Yeah, the Twins got him. Yeah, we traded, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, then going to the Rays. So I love the Tampa, or Tampa Bay fucking Rays because of Randy and Wander Franco, but Glasnow, he's going to miss most of the season. And their ace is uh, Shane McCallahan. And I saw that the biggest question mark for the Rays this year is if he can take over that Glasgow spot. I mean, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about him. I know that. And then they're young. Their pitching is young. Their team is young. So, I mean, I they're always going to be there. Like, no matter what they got, they're just the Rays. They're just a very low-budget team that just produces talent. Well, and playoff Randy fucking hits different. <laughs> exactly, and Wander Franco was unbelievable last year when he when he played. He had a hit streak of, or an on base streak of what really high. I don't I can't remember what it was, but it was insane. Yeah, then the Blue Jays. I mean, we already kind of talked about them. They lose their Cy Young, but I mean, they got Guzman from the Giants and the Burials from the Twins. So like, they're kind of supposed to take over that role. And then I mean, just their bats: Vlad Jr., Bichette, George Springer. Uh, Matt, they got Matt Chapman too. I mean, I like yeah, Matt Chapman, shit, but if he can be as good as he was, then yeah, you know, I mean, they got one of the best infields. I think if um, Bobashek can actually cut down on the airs, but I mean, he makes up for it with his bat. Then obviously, Vlad at first, um, Kevin Biggio will be at second, but he's he's young, he's a good, he's good too. And then uh, third, you're gonna have Chapman holding down the hot corner, he's probably the best third baseman fielding wise in the league. So yeah, I know I love this team. That's why I picked them to win it all. George Springer is a vet. He knows what he's doing. Teoscar Hernandez is a, he had a hell of a year last year too. I just love everything about these guys and pitching. Like you said, yeah, they lost Robbie Ray, but Kevin Gosman is, um, was, is right there with him pretty much with Barrios Gosman and uh, Rui, Ryu, whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. Ryu. Yeah, I mean, he's right there, too. He's a stud, so I love everything about him. Young, too. Moving on from that division, I want to talk about a team that I'm, like, super interested in. I don't know how it's going to pan out, but the Mets, they have new ownership. Like, if they could – if they – so they have – they fucking pulled out their checkbooks, and they're finally starting to get people. 
I mean, obviously they got Scherzer and then uh, Lindor. And I mean, it, the whole thing is like DeGrom. If we can see DeGrom and Scherzer in the playoffs, holy fuck, that's fucking dangerous. But um, yeah, I was just thinking like, if they can make it to the playoffs with that team without DeGrom, that like playoffs could be fireworks for them. Yeah, no, exactly. They can get there. It's just how their bats are going to do. Their bats have never been there. Uh, obviously, because DeGrom's been that guy where he he loses every game he pitches, but he doesn't give up any runs. So, I mean, it depends on how that – Lindor needs to have a way better year than last year. He sucked last year. But, no, I mean, they'll be solid. I still think they finished behind the uh, Braves in their division anyways. Yeah, I mean, we might as well talk about the Braves. Uh, they So, they pretty much swapped uh, Freddie Freeman for Matt Olson. Uh, they got Canley Jansen. And they got like another really good reliever, but their lineup is just fucking unreal still. So, I mean, like top to bottom, their lineup's just fucking solid as long as they're healthy. Yeah, like I said, Matt Olson, I think is at this point is better than Freddie Freeman right now in his career. Yeah, I so saw I'm, their lineup. He's in the three hole. Yeah, I mean, maybe not as good a fielder, but like hitting wise, you got an upgrade. And then um, Austin Riley was really fucking good last year for him. Um, Azuna, I think is, I don't know what the hell his deal is, if he's coming back or not. But, yeah, I know I love – I dance. He's one of my favorite players in the league. And I love their pitching, too. Max Fried's, like, one of my favorite pitchers, too. Uh, he's a young guy. And Trey Morton, obviously, and Ian Anderson. But, yeah, no, I really like uh, the Braves, obviously. That's why I'm picking them again. They literally got better after they won the World Series. They got, they got better this year. Another team super interested in – I kind of brought this up earlier with the White Sox. I mean, I said they shouldn't have no problem with your division, but their lineup, like with Abreu, they got Grindall, Luis Robert or Robert. I, I think it's Robert because he's Robert. yeah, but he's like fucking a lot of people love him. Then they also love uh, Eloy Jimenez, um, Tim Anderson, obviously. I don't know when he's gonna be back, but um, yeah, they're I just I it's gonna sound weird coming as a Cubs fan saying I can't like wait to watch what the White Sox do this year, but I just feel like they're a fun team and their bullpen too, healthy. Or who is it, Lynn? That needs to come back. Like I don't know when he's supposed to come back either, but they still have a really good uh, rotation. So, and then Liam Hendricks is still obviously out of the pen, but um, yeah, I mean I'm gonna I don't really like the White Sox just because they're in our division and kind of it's gonna be us and them I think, but. Yeah, they're super good. TA is unbelievable. Robert was out a lot last year, same as Eloy. They both got came back and they started playing really well. Bray, who's a Bray, who we won MVP a couple years ago. Moncada's solid third base. They just got Pollock from the Dodgers. He can hit. Grandall's like an on-base machine. It's like all he does is just get on base. But, yeah, no, they're going to be good. But I still think the Twins are right there with offensively with them. Maybe a little worse, but they got obviously way better pitching. That's why they're going to be winning that division. I was looking at it. Uh, Dylan Cease, is it? He's like, yeah, yeah he went 13 and seven last year, 31.9 strikeout rate. Uh, yeah, he's, he's up there. He's like way up there for um, Cy Young favorites. Yeah, they because he moved up in their rotation because they lost Radon and stuff. And Lance Lynn, obviously, is what don't know what's his deal right now, but. So, yeah, he moved up to the number two spot. And then Kopech's really young, too. He throws like – he's a tall, lengthy guy. Throws like 102. He'll be in the third rotation. He's a stud. So, he's he's supposed to be a bullpen guy, but I think they need him to start. So, 
Yeah, yeah that's they it. have fucking Dallas Keuchel, who shit the bed Ooh. last year. He's a bum now. Moving on to the next team. Shit, I mean, I think, I mean, the Astros, they lose Correa to you guys. They're outfield bats, so fucking Kyle Tucker, Jordan Alvarez, and Michael Brantley. That's, them guys can fucking rake. And then uh, I, like, saw that, like, getting rid of Correa was easy because the rookie shortstop is, like, pretty fucking solid. I couldn't really tell you. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, obviously yeah. they bring back Altuve, Bregman, then in the bullpen, Verlander. Verlander's yeah. coming off. Is it? It's Tommy John's, right? I think so. Yeah, but I no, I like read another thing where people have like super high hopes for Verlander this year. Yeah, I mean, because right before his Tommy John, he was still he was pitching like prime Verlander almost. Right. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's he's a stud. He's got to be a stud. Speaking of pitching, though, the fucking Milwaukee Brewers. Holy shit. I mean, pitching just something they're not going to have to worry about, but Christian Yelich can go back to his MVP form. Like, that's like a huge question. They got Hunter Renfro, not the football one, but the baseball <laughs> one. But yeah, I mean, it's this Brewers rotation's fucking wild. Yeah, I think they're going to run away with that division because just because of how good their pitching is compared to like every other team in that division. Obviously, the Cubs are down. Reds are down. Pirates suck. It's going to be them and the Cardinals, and I think it's come down to pitching, and Brewers are going to wipe the floor with them. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about the Cardinals. This season might get overshadowed by Pujols and Molina and probably Wainwright's fucking retirement tour. But, I mean, they still got really good fucking people surrounding them. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, they're an interesting team, like, offensively, because Arenado's Arenado. Uh, Goldschmidt's Goldschmidt. Don't Don Carlson has had a good year. Tyler O'Neill is obviously good. It's I don't know. I, I don't really know much about how they're really gonna be because their pitching is really bad. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Um, especially we got Cardinals fit friends, fans that are friends. So that'll be fun. Yeah, then we might as well talk about the Cubs after that. If you want to talk about bad pitching, talk about the fucking Cubs. So they got Stroman, but he said he like doesn't even want to be there. So like we'll really? see how he plays <laughs> on a on a rental. And then Hendricks, if he can play fucking if he can stay hot for more than a month, that'll be interesting to see. But uh they also got Wade Miley. Like I guess like Cubs fans just love that move. But uh then in the lineup, Suzuki just got him. He's like got high expectations too. I mean, it'll be weird to see. it'll be weird to see because he's it's his first year coming from Japan, so it's probably gonna take a while. Then, uh, I mean, just another thing waiting to see is if uh, Frank Schwindel and Patrick Wisdom can do what they did last year after the trade uh, deadline. Like them guys stepped up huge, but if like if they can keep that going, that would be, I mean, even bigger. Yeah. I, you guys won't be good by any means unless you're just one of those teams that do like – there's always like a team every year that's like supposed to be really pretty bad and they just play really well and they just win games. So maybe that's you guys. But, I mean, if he's got, got – your pitches is not there. Showman's going to give you a ton of innings. That's what he does. But whether it's, those are productive innings or not, I don't know. I'm not, I, don't, I don't like the Cubs. So I hate Cubs fans but because they're the dumbest fans I've ever fucking met in my life because there's so many of them. And they all 
decided to jump on the bandwagon when they were really good. And now I don't think they know a single player on the damn team. So I hate Cubs fans and I do not like the Cubs. So I hope you guys fucking suck. I don't blame you at all. <laughs> Cause I was thinking about like baseball fans around here and it's pretty black and white. It's like, you're either a Cubs fan or a Cardinals fan. And yep. how many people like actually give a fuck about baseball around here is like, I mean, I feel like Cardinals fans definitely know more of what they're talking about. Like they, yeah, definitely, definitely get attacked more, but they get attacked by delusional Cubs fans. I'll totally admit it, the Cubs fan base around here is ridiculous, but yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I talked to Jack all the time in like high school, just me and him would talk about it. And then he's like, I don't even fucking like rooting for the Cubs sometimes because of all these fans and shit, like they just don't know anything. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like, I mean, for him, it's kind of like Iowa fans, but at least Iowa fans, people always are around talking about Iowa. Well, yeah. when the Cubs, like nobody's talking about the Cubs unless they're making playoff runs. No, exactly. That Cubs, that's just Cubs fans. Like, yeah, I know so many of them. They just don't know anything until it comes to when they're good. Like, I just don't like guys, teams that play, people that do that. It's like you got to be with them when they suck if you're going to cheer for them when they're really good. No, yeah. And I've been, not gonna lie, kind of part of that group. But um, what was he gonna say though? Fuck, what were we just talking about? I had a money take. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Yeah, fuck. I don't know, but we'll keep it moving. Maybe I'll think of it later. Uh, the last thing I have in my list though is your twins. Uh, you guys also have heavy rotation problems. And you got yep. you got Correa, Polanco, Buxton, Kepler. I mean. We're going to mash this year. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I was talking to Jack. He's talking to uh, – I don't I forget his name right now. But yeah, he's a Twins fan. Jack's friends with him. And I bet they're over in wins, 81, because they're that our lineup's going to get us 70 wins, our hitting lineup, and then our pitching maybe squeak out a couple. But, I mean, this lineup is stacked. If Buxton stays healthy all year, Polanco goes back. They're, they're all they're all 270, 300 hitters. Like, Buxton – Polanco, Correa, all two, around 270. And then Arias is a 300 hitter. He's just a nails. Sano, home runner, strikeout. But Jack told me today that Sano was um, the favorite for the longest home run this year. So that's pretty cool, I guess. But then, obviously, Kepler, if he can go back to his year two years ago when he was, like, really fucking good. He sucked last year. But if he can get back to that, Gary Sanchez is just going to be a DH, hopefully. And then Kirloff is a young guy. He can figure it out, and Urshela. I mean, at third, he's gonna hold his own over there. But our pitching is really, really, really bad. I always say that. I mean, Sony Gray is probably our best pitcher, and he had his he had a good year a couple years ago. But no, I think we can hit the shit out of the ball, which is exciting when you're not that good of a team, just hitting, scoring runs, and probably winning games off that. So I'm excited actually this year because. Correa was an awesome sign. I just don't know if he's going to just use us for that a year and then leave. But no, I'm excited. So you're saying twins overs? I potentially. <laughs> I don't What's know. The other yeah, but I, I think they the lineup can hit the show the ball. I mean, if you look at it on paper, we're gonna we're gonna be one of the best hitting teams, I think, in the in the league if we live up to it. What do you I mean out of all the teams we just talked about. I don't know if you have any other teams you want to talk about. Uh, not really. I don't think so. 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's a good start. Obviously, we'll be keeping up to date with how everybody's doing. But uh, Luke, I mean, exciting betting month for you. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I love the first, like, opening month of baseball for for parlays and shit because everyone's healthy. Everyone, you know what you're going to get. You, I usually just take the better pitcher, and that usually works out for me pretty well early in the year. So, yeah, I mean, keep that in mind. But I think that wraps up our first week of baseball, not. What? I think that wraps up our first week of baseball. Yeah. Opening day, couple days. All right, sounds good. So if you want to be on, we'll probably do, I don't know if we'll be doing drafts, we'll definitely be doing recap episodes of like every sport, talk about baseball. I mean, just everything, people moving around other leagues. But uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. And of course, take her easy. Ball is ticked. There you are. You're running for your life. You're a shooting star. For those years, no one knows. Just how hard you work. But now it shows that one shining moment inside in one shining moment you knew you were alive feel the beat of your heart feel the wind in your face it's more than a contest it's more than a race